What up, what up, what up? This is your man Dre Day from Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. And I have a public service announcement for all you listeners out there. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground in 2018, I had so many questions. How do I record an episode? Where do I find background music? How do I get my show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all the other places people like to listen? Also, where do I find advertisers? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and 100% easy to use. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Again, that's anchor.fm slash start to join. Oh, one thing, you can record your episode from your phone or computer. So again, go to anchor.fm slash start to join. And I can't wait to hear your podcast. Gents, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I am your host with the most, the Hoods ESPN, Crystal Street's golden boy, Dre Day. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is episode 293, episode 293 of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I want to thank everybody for their continued continued support keep it going keep it flowing uh this episode here well we're gonna do a little WNBA talk uh training camp has officially opened in the nfl uh gonna throw a little mlb talk in there as well and i'm gonna add a new segment to the podcast it's called would you rather i will give two situations and you would basically have to pick would you rather like i'm gonna answer it and then for y'all as the listeners as the consumers when you listen to the episode you hear the question you'll sit there and you'll be able to ask yourself which one would you go with so that's what we are going to start to do from here on out. You know, I believe us as podcasters, we have to 
try to not stay stagnant in this shit. We gotta, you know, try to get creative, try to make things ex exciting and fun for the consumers. So, starting from now, would you rather will be the final segment of each episode of Sportsway with Dre Day podcast? I'm still gonna give my shout outs. Because you know I always give a shout out at the end of every episode. And I got a very, very special shout out at the end of this episode. So, let's get straight into it. Uh, WNBA talk. Uh, the All-Star game was, I believe, not last weekend. I believe it was the weekend before. I believe it was on my weekend. I think, I think it was my weekend to work. That All-Star Weekend took place. I have been so busy. I have been busy probably last weekend. That's why I didn't record. Uh, so, you know, I've been out. You know, I, I've been out of the ranks for a while as it pertains to podcasting. But I said, you know what? I got to come back for this and speak on this. Uh, I did watch the All-Star game. Recorded. I didn't watch it live, but I did watch it in the recording fashion. And it was a very entertaining game. Very entertaining game. Obviously, we had Team Stewart, which is Asia Wilson of the Las Vegas Aces. And we also had Team Stewart, which is Brianna Stewart of the New York Liberty. And I'm not going to lie. I went for Team Wilson. I'm not going to hold you. I went for Team Wilson. Uh, but unfortunately, they did not win the game. Team Stewart won, which I'm not mad at. Let's get that out the way. I'm not mad at all. I love these girls, and uh, I have no problem with Team Stewart getting the win. Team Stewart won 143 to one to uh 127, and uh, the Gold Mamba, Joel Lloyd, walked away with the MVP. Scoring 31 points. Kelsey Plum represented Team Wilson, which I wasn't surprised. You know, she played alongside a teammate, which is kind of like the, uh, how can I say it? It's like the, it's like the, it's like the written rule that if you have a representative of your team as a captain, the written rule is basically if you have teammates that's in the All-Star game, you pick them. You don't, you know, the captain for the other team doesn't pick, you know, your teammates. Your teammates are supposed to play alongside you. Me, personally, I'm trying to mix things up. I'm trying to go against my teammate in the All-Star game. Make it fun. Make it exciting. But nonetheless, you know, that's just my opinion. But again, the Gold Mamba, Joe Lloyd, walked away with the MVP for... Team Stewart. Again, very entertaining game. Uh BG, Brittany Grinder, had herself a dunk in the game. Now, obviously, we all know this stuff is, you know, you know, when it comes to all-star games, a lot of this stuff happens because they allow you to do it. You know, the all-star game is more so for the fans than it is for the game. And I'm quite sure there was fans out there that really enjoyed and were very and were very happy to see BG back out on the basketball court. And since she was in the All-Star game, hell, why not have her go out there and 
display a dunk for the fans. The, fan, the, the fans got a kick out of it. Hell, even some of the players got a kick out of it. So it was, it was, it was very good to see her back on the basketball court. She even had a double-double, um, her first ever double-double in the All-Star game for that matter. She had 18 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, Kelsey Plum again had 30 points. Uh, she has two of the four 30-point All-Star games. I mean, two of the four 30-point games in All-Star game history. If you remember last year, she also did that and won MVP. And, you know, they gave her that bullshit MVP trophy last year. I would like to say that they upgraded this year. The MVP trophy that Joel Lloyd got this year was much, much, much more impressive than the MVP that Kelsey Plum got last year. I think they need to reimburse her and they need to give her that same type of trophy. That's just my opinion. Uh, Brittany Grinder and Neka Awumake, both collectively, they uh they moved into the top five of all-time All-Star Game lists with their performances in the All-Star Game. They both moved up to fourth and fifth all-time. Uh, Joel Lloyd, again, I, I, I can't... I can't express this enough when it comes to her. I have been a fan of her since she came into the league. Now, obviously, if you are a fan of the WNBA, again, her nickname is the Gold Mamba. No need to ask why. She wears number 24. No need to ask why. But I'm going to tell you anyway. She is a protege of the late, great Kobe Bryant. Uh, it's funny because I had a conversation with one of my mans uh one of my, one of my big bros shout out to my man Ray uh and we had like a little conversation about uh some of the female players in the WNBA that Kobe took under his wing now you let him tell it you think Diana Taurasi was the only one i kept trying to iterate to him it was more you know he loved him some Sabrina Unescu obviously uh she basically gained a friendship with Kobe before he passed. He showed up to some of her games in college. Uh, she showed up to his camp to speak to his daughter and to some of her some of her teammates. Uh, obviously, Diana Taurasi is another one. Uh, he trained Candace Parker, you know, for an extent. Uh, helped her on her game a little bit. Uh, Joel Lloyd, like I said, the gold mamba. Obviously, where you think she got that name from? She wears 24. Why do you think she wears 24? Uh, I, 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 I've I loved her since she's gotten to the league. Uh, she's a multiple-time champion in the WNBA with the Seattle Storm. Now, obviously, playing alongside Sue Bird and Breonna Stewart, you somehow get... Uh, swept under the rug you get lost in the translation and she is doing the best that she can this season with this seattle storm team uh obviously we know they was gonna have some growing pains because sue bird retired and stewie is now here in new york seattle was 419 the best thing that is happening with them this season is joel lloyd she is doing the best that she can this season. Uh, she's averaging almost 25 a game. She's had a couple of 30 plus, 
40-point games this season. So she's doing all she can. She's doing all she's can. She, she's doing all she can. And this this uh our MVP this season just catapults that. She's doing the best that she can. And uh she's the second player in the history of the Seattle Storm to win an All-Star MVP. You would think that Sue Bird or Stewie won an MVP before in the All-Star game, but it wasn't. It was Swin Cash. Okay. And on top of that, she made 10 three-pointers. 10 in the All-Star game, which is the most all-time. So I'm very much proud of Joel Lloyd. I'm just proud of these women as a whole. You can just hear it in my voice when I speak about them. The excitement that I get when I speak about these women in the WNBA or just women basketball, period. But... uh Aside from the All-Star game, you know, the season is back in motion. And the Aces are basically picking up where they left off uh, before the All-Star break. They have the best record in the WNBA. 24 games, and they've only lost two games. 22-2. They are perfect at home. They have not lost at home. Uh... Listen, Asia Wilson is making a case to win MVP again. I think I, I honestly think right now it's a three-woman race. I think it's between Stewie, Asia Wilson, and I also believe that Arike uh, from the Dallas Wings. I'm not trying to muffle her last name, but y'all know who I'm talking about if you watch the WNBA. Uh, number 24, Arike. Arike, hopefully I'm saying her name right. You know what? Well, I'm going to go on YouTube and find some highlights so I can start learning how to pronounce her name. I just don't want to muffle it because I, I wouldn't want nobody to muffle mine. I would say I would say it's a three-woman race for MVP right now. I, I, I would honestly say that. I would say it's between them three. But uh, the Aces have had some hiccups as of late. My boo, Candace Parker, uh is out indefinitely uh she went out with a foot injury just a little before the all-star game and she just recently had successful foot surgery so they're saying that she's out indefinitely there's no timetable for her to come back but i will say this the aces is still hitting on all strides even with her being out I knew that was going to be the case before she came here. And I'm not surprised that the Aces are still keeping things afloat because they still have a core over there. You still got Asia Wilson. You still got Kelsey Plum. You still got Chelsea Gray. You still got Jackie Young. You still have a formidable bench. Uh, I don't think the Aces will lose any sleep with the fact of losing Candace. Obviously, it would help for Candace to be out there. But I still believe the Aces can hold it down. And hopefully, before the playoffs come, Candace makes her return. That could also add more leadership and more playoff postseason experience for the Aces to get to where they're trying to get to. And that's win back-to-back -back WNBA championships. Uh, the Liberty are 17-5. The best, the second best record in the WNBA, which I'm not surprised. Uh, again, if you have been paying attention to me before the season started, 
when I was making my updates about what was happening in the WNBA, I said that it will be a full-gone conclusion that the Aces and Liberty will meet in the WNBA Finals this upcoming season. Connecticut is right up there with the Liberty. So I think it might be those three teams that could possibly be in the WNBA Finals. Now, obviously, I have the Aces winning it all, and I have the Aces going to the WNBA Finals. It's just a matter of who I think will be the team to dance with them. But, again, I am enjoying this WNBA season. I really am. I really, really am. Uh... Congratulations to Dewana Bonnard and Aisha Thomas. They announced their engagement on social media. They play alongside each other on the Connecticut Sun. So congratulations to them on their announced engagement. Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically all I have for the WNBA as it pertains to news, oh, uh, uh, I can't pronounce her name, but she plays for the Aces, Williams, I actually had her on my fantasy team, and I dropped her, but I dropped her because she wasn't really playing, it wasn't because of what I'm about to tell y'all, you know, she was injured when the season first started, so, I mean, you're no good to me if you're injured, now Candace is injured, but I'm not dropping her. <laughs> I'm not dropping her on my fantasy team. Candace is going to ride with me until the ship sinks. You understand what I'm saying? But uh, Williams of the Aces, a veteran player, and she was a part of last year's championship team. I believe she made a lot of clutch threes in the championship clinching game last season against the Suns. But all that means nothing about, none of that means anything after what I'm going to read to you. Uh, she has been barred from her team, the Las Vegas Aces, after she was arrested on Tuesday for felony domestic violent charges involving her and her spouse. She faces five felonies, including multiple counts of domestic battery by strangulation. Wow. Threat or use of physical force and assault with the use of a weapon, according to court records. And she's also facing four misdemeanor domestic battery charges. Not good. Just not good. Just not good. Uh, the WNBA is lacking in notoriety as it is, right? Obviously, these women don't get paid the way they should. And then to hear this as one of their players being in trouble with the law in this matter, you definitely don't want to hear that. You definitely do not want to hear that. So this is not a good look for Williams. Listen, the Aces are going to move on with or without her, but it's definitely not a good look for Williams. With this, I would not be surprised Again, she's already barred from the Aces. So, I wouldn't be surprised if later on down the line, if any of this sticks where the Aces might cut her. I would not be surprised at all. Uh, 
You just hate to hear it. You just really, 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 really hate to hear it. And, you know, I hope she gets the help that she needs. Uh, take accountability for this, if it's true. But, you know, hopefully she gets the much-deserved help that she need in this situation. NFL training camp has officially opened. So the 2023 NFL season is underway. Now, no, preseason games have not started yet. But, again, training camp has begun. And, uh, listen, before I recorded this, before I even hit the play, before I even hit the record button on this episode, I was watching Get Up and they announced some breaking news. They said that former Minnesota Vikings running back Dowin Cook was going to visit the New York Jets today. I will say this. Since the arrival of Aaron Rodgers, it's been a lot of hype on this New York Jets team. I also read somewhere where Aaron Rodgers for gold about $35 million. So basically, he took less money to come to the Jets. He's taking less money to come to the Jets to somehow get another player to play alongside him with the New York Jets. Listen, let's keep it real. Let's keep it funky. Let's keep it all the way 100. Dowin Cook is not going to this Jets training camp just to visit with them. He is going in to sign with them. Now, I already know the Jets have a running back already in Brees. But remember, he got injured last year. So we don't even know if he's fully healthy yet. Dowin Cook is not going to the Jets training camp just for a visit. He is going in to train. He is going in to work out. And then I am quite sure he is going there to sign with the, with the Jets. I was getting ready to say Packers. If they make this move, man, oh, man, oh, man, what does this do for the New York Jets this upcoming season? Barring that everybody stays healthy. Because I'm going to tell you this. I have been watching the Jets highlights in training camp. And it was just announced that the Jets will be the team to be a part of Hard Knocks this upcoming season. Now, some players and even the coach was opposed to Hard Knocks at first. But with all this exposure and now that you got Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, you might as well eat up all this attention that you can get. But there's a flip side to that coin. All this hype and then you make a disappointing season wouldn't be a good look for the Jets. But I will say this. They better, they, listen, they better capitalize off of this. Because I can't recall the last time the Jets were this talked about. Not even when Rex Ryan was their coach and he took the Jets to two straight AFC championship games back-to-back years. I didn't recall the Jets being talked about like this. And I will say this, again, like I was saying, in watching highlights with the Jets in training camp, 
you see a glow in Aaron Rodgers' face. Like he's happy to be a part of the Jets. See, watching him in training camp with the Packers probably the last two years is like he was just going with the motion. You know, you know, doing his trick throws, yada, 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 just going with the flow. But in watching him with the Jets and having that chemistry with, with this new offense, let me tell you something. Garrett Wilson is going to have a breakout season this year. Mark my words. He is going to have a breakout season. Reason being is who his quarterback is. Of who his quarterback is. That's why I believe he's going to have a breakout season. Just think about this. His quarterback last year was Zach Wilson, right? His quarterback last season was Zach Wilson and Michael White, if I'm not mistaken. And he had over 1,100 receiving yards, okay? 1,100 receiving yards. That was his numbers last year, okay? Four touchdowns, but he still had over 1,100 yards. If you don't think for one split second that those numbers are going to increase now that he has Aaron Rodgers at his disposal, you better think again. Because I've been watching the highlights with the connection with them two in training camp. Man, oh man, oh man. It is a thing to behold. It is a thing to see watching them in training camp. Ah, throat is dry. Gotta drink my water. This is going to be an exciting season for the Jets. I'm not a Jets fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I am from New York, so I would like to see them succeed. Same could be said with the Giants. Uh, Saquon Barkley and the Giants did not reach a long-term deal, but they did agree on a one-year deal, okay? So will they come to terms after this season? I don't know. Will this be his last year with the Giants? I don't know. But it's looking it's looking good now for the Giants, being that they was able to secure Saquon Barkley for one year and he didn't hold out. Listen, he wasn't gonna hold out the whole season, okay? Let's just call it what it is. He might have held out for training camp. He might have held out probably probably the first or second game of the preseason. But I'm quite sure the Giants was gonna make a deal. Some kind of deal before the season started because they definitely did not want to go until this season starting off with Saquon Barkley sitting at home on his couch. Because let's be real, he is their offense. He is the Giants offense. Me personally, in my honest opinion, the money that Daniel Jones got, they should have gave that shit to Saquon Barkley. That's my opinion. But I understand it's a quarterback-driven league. It's the most important position possibly in sports. So, of course, the quarterback is going to get spoiled. I get that. And I do believe that the running backs do get the short end of the stick. Truly do. The way that they get paid is a crime. The salary that 
the salary that the running backs get, that shit is a crime in my honest opinion, and something needs to be done about that. Uh, but yeah, training camp is in session now. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, D-Hop, is no longer Arizona Cardinal. He has taken his talents to Tennessee. I really don't think that's going to do anything because his quarterback, I believe, is... I don't think it's Tannehill. I think it's Willis, if I'm not mistaken. Listen, let me tell you something. It was so much talk about D-Hop possibly going to New England. This is a bad look for New England, man. It is. They had an opportunity to... Because, listen, just think about this, right? When you think of... When you think of the quarterbacks in the AFC East, we just going to stick on the AFC East right now. When you think of all the quarterbacks on that team, they all have a premier receiver on their squad or an upcoming receiver on their roster. Buffalo, obviously, Josh Allen has Stephon Diggs, right? Tua has... Jason Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Aaron Rodgers has Garrett Wilson. New England has nobody. This is a make or break year for Matt Jones. Make or break. Out of all the quarterbacks in that division, he's the one with the most pressure. And then you play in, in and then you're playing in Foxborough of all places. You're playing alongside Coach Belichick. They were supposed to get DeAndre Hopkins. And for whatever the reason may be, they didn't. Now, I tell you what. If Goatman was in Foxborough, they'd have got him. He'd have made it his due diligence to pick up DeAndre Hopkins. That's just my honest opinion. D-Hop would be in Foxborough if Brady was there. But New England has struggled since the GOAT's been gone. It's, it's very well proven. They got smoked in the playoff game by Buffalo. What is it, three years Brady was gone? The first year they made the playoffs, got smoked by Green Bay, got smoked by Buffalo. And then the other two years, they didn't make the playoffs. And you can make a case that this year they ain't going to make it either because in order for them to make it, they have to win their division. They're not doing that. And they're damn sure not winning a wild card. So you can make a case that the Patriots will be the bottom feeders of the AFC East this upcoming season. Which is unfortunate. But yeah, I'm excited for this upcoming season. Very much excited. Training camp is back in session. A lot of teams are... Listen, Joy Love is about to make his first season as the Green Bay Packers starter. All these years under Aaron Rodgers, he's now about to enter his first starting season for Green Bay. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Lamar Jackson just got his contract. He just got his long-term deal. He's got Odell Beckham there now. He's got some supporting pieces there now. Let's see what happens with him this upcoming season because I truly believe that 
we might see an MVP-type year from Lamar Jackson this year. Now, I'm not saying he's going to win MVP, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the conversation, okay? I would not be surprised if Lamar Jackson is not... I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was in the conversation. I'll say that, okay? Very much excited for this season. Very much excited for this season. I can't wait. I can't wait. Now let's get to some MLB talk. <sighs> now I can't talk MLB talk without talking about my Yankees. And trust me, it's nothing to brag about. Let's get that out the way. It's not nothing to brag about when it comes to my Yankees. We are in last place in the American League East. I'm going to say that again. We are in last place in the American League East. We are eight games behind first place. We are 22 and 24 on the road. It pains me to even say this shit. We are two and a half games behind in the wild card. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't make the playoffs this year. Wouldn't surprise me at all. It would not surprise me at all because, listen, let's just keep it tall. Let's keep it all the way 100. Ever since Judge got hurt in that game against the Dodgers, where he made that catch in right field on the track, and he hurt his foot on, that, on the wall at Dodger Stadium, the Yankees have not been the same. That just goes to show you how important Aaron Judge is to this Yankees team because we have struggled since he's been hurt. Okay? This team looks lost out there without him. Completely lost. There's only so much Garrett Cole can do from the pitching standpoint. There's only so much he can do. Gleyber Torres is hurt. Lord knows how long he's going to be out. I think it's a hip injury. Rizzo just snapped out of a home run funk this past weekend against Kansas City. Domingo, listen, after his perfect game, I don't know what happened to him. He went right back to his old self after the perfect game. Listen, let me tell you something. I am not liking what I'm seeing out of my Yankees this year. I'm not even going to lie to you. We got torched a few days ago against the Mets in the Subway Series. Now, yeah, we split it, but we got torched one game. Not too thrilled with that. Not too thrilled with that. I would not be surprised if we don't make the playoffs this year. It wouldn't shock me at all. It would not shock me at all if we didn't make the playoffs. But I, but it sucks. I'm not going to lie to you. It, 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 it's very disappointing to see my Yankees playing the way they're playing. But I will say this, though. I'm loving these other teams that are emerging. I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Baltimore. I'm quite sure my little homie Javon from Everybody Loves Sports, I know he's getting the kick 
out of his Orioles being in first place and my Yankees being in last place, which, by the way, we played them this weekend. Can we at least get two out of three? I'm not even asking for a sweep. Can we at least get two out of three in this weekend series against Baltimore? Can we at least get that? Listen, Tampa was running shit when the season first started. What was it? They won their first 14 games of the season? You know what I'm saying? And now Baltimore has a game and a half lead on them in the division. Texas. Who would have thought the Rangers would be in first place in the American League West? We all thought it would be a full-gone conclusion that the Astros would. They've crept up in the rankings, though. They're now two games behind. But again, who would have thought Texas would be where they're at right now? Unfortunately, they lost Jacob DeGrom for the season. But Texas is having a good season this year. Good season this year. Very impressed. Very much impressed. Adonis, Adonis Garcia leading the team in home runs and RBIs. Who would have thought Texas would be where they at right now? Atlanta is just running shit in the National League, which I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised at all. I had I, I actually I actually have them going to the World Series. I actually had them and my Yankees in the World Series this year. They ain't looking like that's gonna be the case. It's looking like probably one of those teams will be in the World Series. Cincinnati, man. Who who would have thought that the Cincinnati Reds will be a game and a half behind Milwaukee for the lead in the National League Central? Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? I don't think anybody expected that. And then this and and then Dela Cruz. Ellie Dela Cruz. This young boy is a stud. Stud. Making his debut. Six home runs so far this season. Very impressive. For a small sample size of what we saw from him, from what we from what we're seeing from him this season. Listen, I'm impressed with the Diamondbacks. Listen, it wasn't that listen, it wasn't that long ago. They was in first place in the American in, in the National League West. But the Dodgers have gone back and got first place in the division. The San Francisco Giants is right there with them. And the Diamondbacks is right there in third place. I'm enjoying this MLB season. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Usually. Listen, I'm not even going to lie to you. When the Yankees season is over, my season is over. But I think this year I might change it around. I think I might stick around and watch the entirety of this MLB season, even if my Yankees don't make the playoffs, because I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing this year, because I'm loving what I'm seeing from the underdog teams. Again, I just named a few of them. When the season first started, nobody thought Cincinnati would be in the position they're in right now. Nobody thought 
Texas would be where they're at, where they're at right now. Nobody thought Baltimore would be where they're at right now. So the underdog teams that are doing them right now, I'm very much impressed. Very much impressed. I'm loving what I'm seeing. As opposed to the usual suspects. So I'm very much enjoying this MLB season. So I can't wait to see what happens this postseason. Let's see if one of those underdog teams, you know, do some damage. And make a long run in the playoffs. Let's see. Otani. I could listen, I couldn't end this episode without speaking about him. The trade deadline is coming up in MLB. And it was announced that the Angels are not going to shop him. Now, me personally, I wouldn't mind my Yankees going after him. But I will say this for the Angels. I hope they know what they're doing. Because being that you didn't trade him. It's damn sure looking like you're going to lose him this offseason. At least if you would have traded him, y'all would have got some compensation back in return. Now that you want him to play this season with you, when free agency comes, I don't think he's staying. I don't think he's staying. I think that he is going, me personally, in my honest opinion, I think he's going to the Dodgers. That's just my opinion. I truly believe that he is going to the Dodgers after this season. He's going to stay on the West Coast. I don't think he wants to go. I don't think he wants to go somewhere cold. And the only, and the only other place that you could go to that's fitting is New York. I believe he wants to stay in a big market. Obviously, he's a a global figure in Japan, and what he could do in the states too. Yeah, I, 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 listen, I think it's either L.A. or New York, in my honest opinion. I think it's either L.A. or New York for Otani. What he's doing this season, just give him the MVP now. Just give him the MVP now. 36, he's, he's leading the Angels in batting average, home runs with, 30, with 36, and then 77 RBIs. They're talking about that he might break judge record from last year. The American League single season home run record. They're talking about he might break that shit. We shall see. Because again, he don't just do it on offense. He does it on defense as well. So we're going to see, man. We are definitely going to see. But, uh... That's pretty much all I want to speak about this episode. I really don't have no NBA talk. I mean, the only thing you really want to speak on is Jalen Brown and his contract extension with Boston. He got like 300 plus million for his contract extension. Now, I'm happy for the brother. I really am. But when I read that, the only thing that crossed my mind was this. If you gave Jalen Brown 300 plus million, what the fuck you gonna give Jason Tatum when it's his time to get an extension?
Because if you gave Jalen Brown 300 plus million, shit, you must be giving Jason Tatum 400 mil. Because let's be real, he's the man of that team. I'm not undercutting Jalen Brown. I'm not shortchanging him. He is a dope player. But we all know Jason Tatum is the A-side on that team, and Jalen Brown is the B-side. I don't give a damn how he feels. He may feel like he's the best player on the team, which he should feel that way. But we all know he's not. It's Jason Tatum. I'm happy he got his money, though. I'm happy he got his money. But again, 300-plus mil for you? Shit. They must, they must be going. They're going to go crazy for Jason Tatum. And then with Dame talk, listen, is he going to Miami or not? Because quite frankly, I'm tired of hearing about it. Is, is the deal happening for him to go to Miami or not? Because other than that, it's not really nothing to talk about when it comes to the NBA. Nothing. Nothing at all. I don't care for that bullshit tournament that they trying to do in the middle of the season. I'm not a fan of that. Not a fan of it at all. For me, I think they're piggybacking off of the WNBA. With the WNBA does their Commissioner Cup, they're swagger jacking off of them, in my honest opinion, but nobody wants to talk about that. But that's neither here nor there. So, yeah, it's not really no, it's not really no NBA talk to talk about. So with that being said, I'm going to end this episode. But before I go, like I said, I wanted to give my shout-out. Oh, no, no, no. Would you rather? I told you, I'm doing a new segment. Would you rather? And my question for you is this. My would you rather question. Would you rather sign a contract for $20 million a year on a non-contending team? Or would you rather sign a contract for $12 million a year for a perennial championship contender? That's the question. I'm going to ask y'all again. Would you rather sign a $20 million contract for a year on a non-championship team? Your team is trash. You're not going to the playoffs. You're not even thought of. But you signed $20 million for a year. Or would you rather sign a $12 million contract for a year and play for a championship contending team? That's the question of would you rather. But I can't just give, I can't just raise the question without answering it. This is easy for me. This is very much easy for me. First of all, how old am I? Let's throw that into the equation. How old am I? So, hypothetically, let's throw myself in the equation. I'm 37. God willing, be 38 in November. My time done came and went in the NFL. It ain't, it ain't too many people my age still playing, unless you're Aaron Rodgers, for that matter. Remember, Brady is gone. Breeze is gone. Peyton is gone. You know, those guys are gone. I'm taking that $20 million a year, and I'm playing for a trash team. That's just my opinion. I'm taking my $20 mil for a year, and playing for a non-contending 
team, give me my 20 million. I need my 20 mil. Got bills, plenty of them. Plenty of them. Yep, I'm taking my 20 mil to play for a non-contending team. There you have it. There you have it. So again, that is the new segment to close out the episodes on Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Would you rather? There you have it. But again, before I go, I have to give my shout out. And my shout out will go out to none other than the business mogul himself. The entrepreneur himself. The greatest point guard in NBA history. It is not Steph Curry. I don't care what that poll. I saw, I think I saw a poll last night where they had they had a bracket for the greatest point guards of all time. And Steph Curry beat Magic Johnson in the finals. I love Steph Curry. I do. He's in my top five of point guards of all time. But he is not greater than Magic Johnson. He's just not. We got to stop that. We got to stop. Now, again, I'm quite sure the people that voted, the young generation, I get it. I get it. Steph is the man. I'm not sitting here saying he's not. He is the man. He has revolutionized the game of basketball right now. But before him, there was magic. And he revolutionized the game as well. Y'all must not know, but y'all must not know about Showtime. Y'all must not. But I digress. My shout out is to Magic Johnson. And the reason being is because he is officially the new owner of the Washington Commanders of the NFL. Yes, Dan Snyder is out of there. Get him the fuck out of here. Zip him up. Ball game. All those battle rap phases that my, ba- my favorite battle rappers like to say. He's gone. And now Magic Johnson is now the owner of the Washington Commanders. Yo, Magic owned a lot of shit, man. Yo, he is the owner of a lot of teams. He's the, he's, he owns the Dodgers. He owns the Sparks. He owns the Commanders now. And I think, don't quote me on this, I think he might have some type of ownership with one of these soccer teams. I'm not talking about the international ones. I'm talking about the ones in the States. I think one of those LA teams, I think he might have some stock in those teams as well. Magic is the man, yo. He's the man. He's the man, yo. Like, I know Jordan is the GOAT and all that. Yes. But Magic's the man, yo. Magic Johnson is the man. So, shout out to the Magic Man. Irvin Magic Johnson. Shout out to him. Oh, before I go, well wishes, man. Well wishes to Bronny James. Whew. Collapsed on the basketball court in practice. Working out. Cardiac arrest. Whew. You hate to hear it. And he's only 18. He's only 18. Now, of course, 
listen, I've been reading these comments. Of course, you're going to have those conspiracy theorists up the vaccine. This is what happens when you take the vax. This is what happens when you take the jab. Here we go with the nonsense. I'm quite sure it had nothing to do with that. I'm quite sure it didn't have anything to do with that. But for you conspiracy theorists out there, y'all can go with your narrative. The important thing is, is that he is okay. The important thing is he is out of ICU. The important thing is that he is back home with his father, LeBron James, and his loving mother, Savannah, and his brother and sister. That is the important thing. So we wish him a speedy recovery, Bronny James. We wish him a speedy recovery and take your time. The basketball court is going nowhere. Take your time, get well soon. So you will be well to go for your upcoming freshman year at USC. So there you have it. It is a wrap for this episode. Once again, I want to thank everybody for their continued support. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. Y'all can catch your boy on all streaming platforms except Tidal. Your boy is on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can find me on Facebook, Dre Day. You can find me on Instagram, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast, or Dre Day1985. The link is in the bio. And you can also find me on Twitter, Dre Day1985. So once again, thank y'all for y'all continued support. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. In closing, y'all know how this goes. This has been another episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Episode 293 is over. Listen, we are in the middle of a heat wave out here in New York. So, to everybody out there, stay hydrated and be safe. Catch out the flip side. God bless. Peace and love. Your boy is out of here. Peace. What up, what up, what up? It's your man, Dre Day, and I have a PSA announcement for y'all. Did y'all know that only 38% of African Americans were able to identify financial terms on the PFN index, an annual financial survey. Why is that? Because we're never given the tools to succeed in the financial sector. Will with American Classic Agency has been designing financial maps for his clients to succeed for over a decade for clients on both coasts. With Will, you will be able to create a game plan to get out of debt and create the wealth that you and your family deserve. If you're interested, please contact Will at willspady at gmail.com. That's W-I-L-L-S-P-A-D-Y at gmail.com or call him at 443-810-0300. Eight, four.